We can't deny the incredible impact that the Pokemon games have had in our lives because we were obsessed with Pokemon Red and Blue when they first came out for the original Game Boy, and we loved the games that came after. And with so many Pokemon titles spanning from Nintendo's blockbuster handheld to the Nintendo Switch, which games do we think are the best? Let's get ready to rank all of the main Pokemon games with another exciting episode of A Cast of the Past with a brand new episode each and every Sunday. Uh, a little while back, we had a chance to rank all of the main Zelda games, and many of you loved that episode. That was a Ryan McNulty heavy episode because he is a passionate fan about that, but I think that all of us at one point or another have played some kind of Pokemon game, so we're going to talk about that here with yours truly, Juan Velas from Puerto Rico, joining me from Boston, Massachusetts, the tier list expert himself, Ryan McNulty. Ryan, are you ready? Because this is... This is maybe even objectively more difficult than the Zelda games because it's like depending on, on when people went in, you got to catch over how many Pokemon how many Pokemon at this point. Uh, well, with the new games coming out, I think we'll be over a thousand. But Jesus. as far as currently released games as of this recording, it's over eight hundred. Yeah, there's a lot of Pokemon. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right though. This is going to be a lot tougher just because like you said nostalgia plays a huge role in this when you came into the series the games i feel there's a little bit less kind of differences as opposed to zelda in in some ways just because fundamentally a lot of the mechanics don't change too much so it really comes down to the roster of pokemon the story and several other factors so a lot of subjective things that you know more subjective so than maybe you know a zelda tier list and then from london ontario we have legally keith hamilton now keith in your case like ryan mentioned in contrast to the zelda games these are a lot similar but that but at the same time that can make it more challenging because it's like how do you rank X over Y? And I literally don't mean Pokemon X or Y. <laughs> well, I mean, X has the better legendary, so I guess that makes it the better game. But yeah, oh. you're right. And the thing I found or that I find so interesting about this is that no matter where we put anything, somebody will probably be mad about it because oh, yeah. I think Pokemon is such a beloved franchise that it's safe to say that there's somebody out there where every single one of these is their favorite video game ever. And this is our list. So if you're out there, first feed me your rage and we will do our best to quell it as much as we can. Yeah, we're going to do our very best. And uh, I'm going to be more of a facilitator because even though I played many of the Pokemon games, I sort of dropped off around the DS era. So anything from that and onward, I really just don't have a lot of information. Like I played some Let's Go, but Ryan and Keith are very much the experts and if you're not checking out the uh, video version, there is going to be an image on screen so that you can actually see the live tier list. So going over the details, we have a tier list ranging from D, C, B, A, and S. Obviously, the games on the D tier are the uh, worst games. And then on the S tier, we have the very best. So what's going to happen is that we're going to start it off with Keith and both of you, you can choose any Pokemon game that you want. You know, there's a bunch of them. Little did uh, some people may know, there are over 100 people, over 122 Pokemon God. games as of November 2019. Now, that being said, that's not all of the uh, main Pokemon games because that includes like the Mystery Dungeon games, the Pokemon Pinball games, like Pokemon Puzzle League. So obviously it is a lot less, but... 
with that being said, Keith, there's a lot of information, but I feel it's naturally just going to happen. So why not do us the favor, my friend, and kick it off with your first choice? All right. So I'm going to start with the most recent mainline Pokemon game, and that's uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. I guess it should be said that the way that we've uh, grouped it here is that... A entry, um, like one set of games counts for one entry. Like we're not going to really get into the fact that if you think Let's Go Eevee is better than Let's Go Pikachu, they would be on separate tiers. No. Uh, one set of games counts as one entry. But so the, third, Red and the Blue. third version, though, will be its the own. The third version can stand on its own. Yeah. And remakes um, are uh, sta- standalones as well. So... Going with Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, in my opinion, that is a solid B-tier game where you talk about nostalgia, you talk about um, kind of getting into the Pokemon series. I think Pokemon Let's Go is a great uh, proprietor of both of those things, but beyond accessibility i don't think it really did that much like hey it's a really fun 2019 version of that thing that we played as a childhood if you've been playing pokemon all along and with the dumbed down catching mechanics and uh getting to see the battles on uh like a 3d plane nintendo switch style screen i think it's a very good game but i don't think it's groundbreaking in any way so it's a b yeah, I am actually in full agree- uh, agreement with you on that, Keith. Uh, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. It did some really cool things of being able to see Pokemon out in the wild. That was really fun. The catching mechanics, some people liked it, some people didn't. I did appreciate that you could kind of combine the fact of catching Pokemon and grinding levels. It did make the game a little too easy in that respect, but most Pokemon games are easy anyway. So it's re- it is a fun game, but there's not a lot of depth to it. Once you beat the game, there's not many reasons to play it unless you and really And the depth yeah. that is there isn't very fun in my yeah. opinion. The whole master training beca- yeah, is exactly. probably yeah. one of the worst slogs in Pokemon history. Yeah, the master training thing is not particularly that exciting for what little reward you get for doing it. And there's really not much else after that because catching all the Pokemon is pretty easy, especially with the fact that you can connect it to Pokemon Go. So if you've committed a lot to Pokemon Go, you can really finish the Pokedex very, very quickly. Uh, but it, it is a it's a solid B, as you said. It's a nice little game. It's a good intro game for people who are new to the series. But beyond that, uh, I don't think it's anything too amazing. Yeah, and uh, just sharing some some information. So the Pokemon games actually started in 1996 in Japan with Pokemon Red and Green. There was always like a whole thing of like, wait, wait a minute, it's Red and Blue in North America. Those versions came out two years after in September 1998. And then we made the transition to the Game Boy Color with Silver and Gold on November 1999. The Game Boy Advance transition happened with Ruby and Sapphire in November 2002 the DS transition with Diamond and Pearl in 06, the uh, 3DS transition with X and Y on October 13th, and then the uh, Switch transition with Let's Go on November 2018, and then Sword and Shield in 2019. So I I do think that's important because it's like, you guys mentioned this as a B, and it makes a lot of sense. It's like, it is a standard Pokemon game that's maybe stripped down a little bit, but with that being said, Ryan, what you got, my friend? 
All right. Uh, I figure I'm just going to come out swinging with a uh, controversial opinion. I am going to put the original gold and silver in the B tier. And most people will say like, oh my God, these were the best games ever. And I'll be honest, I didn't come to these games until a little bit later. I was big into Gen 1 and then I fell off for a while until I came back around like Gen late late gen three or whatever so i did kind of miss these the first go around um but having played through them and then gone back recently when um they brought them to 3ds on the virtual console um the they really they are ambitious as hell and i will fully give them credit for that um but the gen 2 pokemon are some of the most overrated Pokemon ever. Most of them are downright awful and completely unplayable. There's a few standouts. Don't get me wrong. We, we got the Tyranitars of the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, I can agree with yeah. that. I was about to say, yeah. if you're about to talk bad about T-Tar, no. I'll cut you, I son. Will, yeah. I'm not talking bad about T-Tar and the legendaries Ho-Oh and Lugia are pretty cool. The legendary beasts are pretty cool. But beyond that, there's very few Gen 2 Pokemon there exciting so there's, they are the most overrated starters in pokemon yeah, as far yeah, as i'm, I'm not concerned. i would agree with that yeah i'm not i'm not in love with any of the starters like i guess i like totodile the most of them but honestly the the game itself like you spend most of the time mostly playing gen one pokemon and it's like hey you're playing gen two wouldn't you shouldn't you be using more new pokemon but there's the pokemon that are available to you at through most of the game is so are so bad the gen twos that you use mostly gen one and the you end up really getting to the elite four very kind of quickly at a really it's particularly low level i know there's like a second thing around once you do all the kanto stuff but essentially you get a very quick original campaign where you barely use gen 2 pokemon then kanto opens up and you finally get access to some of those other actual good Pokemon. But the Kanto experience is very just basic and bland. As cool as, as it is to explore Kanto, it's just very like, oh, go in, do the gym, move on, move on, move on. Then you fight the Elite Four, then you fight Red. Like I said, very ambitious game, but the story uh, gets suffered and the kind of balance of the game suffers for that ambition. I mean, there's not even really a final boss to the Team Rocket story. You just fight a couple grunts in the radio tower to end the game. Like, to, to you know, there's no big Giovanni fight or anything. Uh, it's just a little underwhelming in that respect. And don't get me wrong, it's still a fun game. But people, just because Kanto exists in it, I feel like people overblow the hell out of this game. That's actually an excellent point because... I think that, and I include myself in that bunch, because Kanto was included, I think people hold it to high regard, but it is a sequel to that game. And and it's weird that it's because of the Gen 1 Pokemon and the Kanto region that we hold it so highly when it's like, it's a sequel. Like, are we not supposed to ask for for more from like an unique experience? Because like, if I want to do the original stuff, we have the first games that are not too far off from these releases. But I mean, it's a B-tier uh, game for you, right? So even then, yeah. we're not saying it's a bad game. It's no, like, it's a perfectly acceptable game. They, yeah, they introduced mm-hmm. some cool stuff. You know, they had the breeding and all that. So don't get me wrong. It is by no means a bad game, but I think it is a very overrated one. Keith, so where I, do you stand? 
I am in agreement with you with a caveat, but we'll get there. But I do agree that the original Gold and Silver is a bit of a B-tier game, especially going back to it in 2019. Like, yes, it's awesome. And I'm actually a big fan of the fact that they included the Kanto gyms, even though it does feel a little bit slapped on. But the fact that uh, it had all those 16 gyms and two rounds of the Elite Four, it is some of the most Pokemon game and a lot of um, none of the uh, further generations really uh, took that formula and it's uh, later on it's one of the biggest disappointments because you had this game that was just so ambitious and then they never really hit that stride again and that's what I love most about uh, Gold and Silver because it has a very special place in my heart even though I do think it is a it is a bit of a B-tier game just because of that ambition and how you were able to take these Pokemon that um, you were so fond of from the original Red and Blue, having played it when it first came out, and do more with them. Like, the fact that I could take the Pokemon that I had, like my Mewtwo that I love oh so much, and do more things with him, that made me love the game a lot. So, I think it's a B-tier game, but... The remake, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, is an S tier game because it took everything that I love about. Uh, gold and silver and just made it better. You had more Pokemon in it with it being a further generation game. You took some of the best things from that generation with the Battle Tower and included it in this game that already had a ton of content in it. It took the most Pokemon and made it even more and I love it for that reason. And because they didn't have to lean so hard on those hundred new Pokemon from Gen 2. They, uh, it just made it better. I think that it is like the perfect, it is the perfect Pokemon game for the time and is still my favorite to go back to. So something I'd like to actually chime in here. I never played Hard Gold, Soul Silver, but I watched a ton of YouTube videos and most people are like, if you want to go back to one, this should be it. The The thing that I want to sort of ask uh, Ryan first as, as a reaction to also like what you said here is like, you know, to me, I think that this tier list, you do have to balance out like the nostalgia factor, but also like if you were to go back to any of these Pokemon games, which would you go back to, right? And you sort of just mentioned, that's like, look, we have the original games on the B tier, but this is an objectively, I guess, like better version of that with the added features. So I think so. Maybe it is like the definitive one to go back to. So Ryan, what do you think about that? And then sort of where does that rank? And do you agree with the S tier? Surprisingly, I actually do agree. I think Harkold Soul Silver is definitely the version you want to play if you want to play Generation Two. They, it is probably the best experience if you want to play a DS Pokemon game. It is probably the most complete experience because uh, I believe you could also carry over Gen 4 Pokemon into Heart Gold Soul Silver, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, so it was a great version. I remember they even had like a Pokewalker thing that you could use where you could transfer Pokemon to that and then walk around and level it up by getting step counts. Kind of a pre-Pokemon Go. Type, I still have type. my Soul Silver Lugia. Oh, wow. He's the man. I, I feel like I have something like that running around somewhere. Uh, well, not actually running around, but it's laying around somewhere. I was going to worry. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a little concerning. 
But I agree. I just think it's a they cleaned up a lot of the problems with the original Gen 2. Not everything, but they definitely made it a smoother experience. And I think it is a it is a great game. Okay, awesome. And uh, just to get to some comments here, we do have a Discord channel, which if you want to join it, it is a castofthepast.com slash Discord. Uh, just reading two of the comments here just to kick things off. Darksins965 wrote that Pokemon Blue is his favorite because it's the only one he's played, which, I mean, if, if it's the only one, it's technically the best and the worst game you've played. And then True. Ramon Triff wrote number one, Pokemon Crystal, number two, Leaf Green, which uh, we've talked about here now, Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. Here's another example of taking the old games, but adding a little bit of a fresh coat of paint. So, Ryan, you got the uh, next pick, buddy. Hmm. Well, I think I'm going to go with one of my personal favorite games to go back to, even though it's still, it's not exactly the smooth exper- smoothest experience anymore, but I would put fire red and leaf green in the a tier so this is this hits the nostalgia bones right this is your gen one but hey it's in color now and it's got some of the quality of life improvements of gen three we still don't have the special the special and um physical attack split yet so that's a little bit of a detractor because that didn't happen till gen four But other than that, this is my favorite way to play Generation 1. Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee is a nice experience, but if I really want the real Gen 1 experience, I would actually much prefer to play Fire Red Leaf Green than even the original uh, Game Boy version. Yep, I couldn't agree more with that, where it belongs in the A tier. We're agreeing way too much, by the way. I thought this would be much more contentious. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there was no actual practice, people like... We we knew we were going to work on the video, and if anything, Keith, you were kind of like, I think we're we're going to have some differences, and it's interesting that so far, I mean, we'll, we'll see what one. happens. But so yeah. far, so good. <laughs> but yeah, to go back to Leaf Green and Fire Red, this is the way to experience nostalgia. In uh, if you were to go back and play that Gen One in 2019, like yes, I understand that there is merit to go back and play the original games, but if you want to have more fun and a more enjoyable experience, this is absolutely the way to go. They took something just so near and dear to my heart and made it better, made it more manageable, and I love them for it. And yeah, there is still a little bit of quirks, but it's nowhere near the uh, the issues that exist in Gen 1, because if you if you see a lot of Gen 1 stuff in 2019, it's there's always like a little bit of a caveat beside it. Like, well, they had they didn't do this, or this wasn't uh, very balanced, or this wasn't very good, but you know it's Gen 1, so it's kind of whatever. And uh, uh, Fire Red and uh, Leaf Green kind of got rid of most of that, and it made it a much better experience for it. And I think that when you talk about the Game Boy Advance, to me at least, it was that generation of now the games are not looking like handheld games anymore. They they resemble like Super Nintendo games, Mm -hmm. right? Like the color palette. So now i think this was like the first chance that we got like oh it's that game that i played growing up like you could already start saying that in the game boy advance generation but it does have that cleaner looking color so ryan i'm I'm actually gonna have you decide that this next pick because i'm curious so we talked about fire red leaf green talking about the og red and blue 
Where does that rank for you? I would probably put OG Red and Blue in the B tier just because the nostalgia power is strong and I can't I can't help but put it in C, but if you made a big case, I, I would. But like I said, it started it all. It the nostalgia is real, even though some of the Pokemon like Geodude look like absolute trash in, in the original game. Uh, like it it's still and and plus the missing no glitch, right? It's the only one you yes. can do it in. So <laughs> let's let's be real, folks. So it should just go on the S because it's the best thing yeah. that's ever happened in Pokemon. Exactly. Game. So Keithy, in your case, because that is very much the the origin, right? How does that factor in, regardless of you know Ryan saying B, but is that so important, or do you just see this as like, well, it's it's one of the games, so I just have to rate it based on that. I do think you do need to give it a few nostalgia points just because if those weren't the games that they were, none of this would have happened. We wouldn't be doing this tier list. It just would have been like, oh, remember those weird Pokemon games on Game Boy? That was a weird thing. But I think that's all it really has in 2019, especially when you have your Leaf Green Fire Red, especially when you have your Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Beyond just going back and playing it or seeing these weird uh, societal experiments like uh, Twitch Plays Pokemon, I don't think they're good games anymore. They're nostalgia trips, but not everybody started at that point. So I would be willing to make that case to make it a C tier game because I think all it really has is nostalgia at this point. Which is not a bad thing. Which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, like C is still pretty. And you're probably going to throw this away, but if if you're into collecting all the Pokemon, even though Gen 1 Pokemon are pretty much everywhere, the fact that you can actually, through 3DS, you, you download you know original red and blue and you transfer those pokemon to pokemon bank it does it does have a purpose of existence i would say it does have a purpose of existence in that way but i would argue that there are even better ways to do that that's it let's let's leave that marinating a little bit because i totally see everybody's scenario plus i think that if you put it below b people are going to kill us but hey we 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 can we can i'll take i'll take the bullets because okay looking at our tier list right now I would not consider, even though I know there's, what, 30 years between them, I would not consider Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go uh, Pikachu and the originals comparable games, Mm. where I do think that the, in 2019, Red and Blue would be a tier below Let's Go. Do you want to move it to C? I, I, I have it as a C game. I think I'll be okay with that. If you have strong feelings about it. We could also put in the fact that the game was like busted as hell like psychic psychic Pokemon were OP because I mean come on they made psychic Pokemon and then they made ghost Pokemon and they were supposed to be the counter to psychic Pokemon but there was no good ghost moves and every ghost Pokemon was poison which meant that psychic was just OP. Yeah, like yeah, I, I there think was no counters to it. Something important, which first of all, we got to have that clip of Keith saying that Let's Go is in in like a superior game in some ways, like now than Red and Blue, just because people are gonna hate that. But like real talk, context is king, folks. <laughs> yeah, realistically, this is a broken game. I mean, from the miss, missing number glitch to the fact that 
the the rock paper scissors mechanic in many ways was fundamentally flawed and they've admitted this so like this is not like fan theory they've corrected it since exactly like there's a reason that you play fire red leaf green there are some differences in that some corrections some translation things we have to keep in mind this was the first game that they made we can we can always say like that is by far the most important game you know we're never saying that this is the best or it's the worst it is the most significant game not just in pokemon games but in video game history because this is this was many people's first role-playing game if you think about it without this maybe somebody never played final fantasy 7 8 9 anything else but like this was the first chance that you got into this world and you felt that passion and i think that's why eventually we got hard gold uh we got gold and silver and they were like oh we we got to put the kanto region because because we got to have that that's where people began so i just want to say that just because it's a c tier it's not that it's a bad game we're judging these games based on if you go back and this is our experiences what do you think of it there are better versions of this game and there are two of them right now on the list so just just worth pointing out so uh keith yes let you go first uh next buddy i mean we're in this generation so we might as well finish it off uh when I was thinking about this tier list in my head, the thing that I had the most problems with was how do you judge a third game of the generation in comparison to the other two? Because, I mean, in a lot of situations, it's just those games, but a little better, except for Pokemon Yellow, because... I think you can, like Pokemon Crystal, Pokemon Platinum, they can kind of stand on their own and you can make a great case for them. Pokemon Yellow just feels like another Gen 1 game where it's just, hey, you're starting with a Pikachu and he follows you around and you can watch him smile if you want. And the beginning of the game sucks because, hey, we made the first gym leader very effective against you. And, the and it's second not one. really fun. And the second one. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, no, I'm wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, because, yeah, you smoke the second one. Yeah. It's, it's Surge. That's another pain. So I don't like Pokemon Yellow. I think if I had to go like if I had to rank top to bottom what games i would want to go back and play yellow is at the very bottom of that list for me and for that reason i think that it is a d tier game like i would actually i would rather go and play red and blue than yellow wow i I was gonna say that it's not you know it's pretty much the same game it's just the nice thing is you get all three starters and you can you get a pikachu as well so it's pretty easy because you get all three starters eventually uh, but other than that it's fundamentally a pretty similar experience except they tried to add it more akin to the anime um, so I actually had fun with it because they had like Jesse and James kind of in the game they kind of added their sprites and stuff like that uh, so I thought it was a pretty fun like slight step up but not enough that I would have just put it in the C tier with it. I don't think there's anything that would make it worse than original Red and Blue. If anything, it slightly enhanced it, but like I said, not enough to put it up a tier. I would just say it's a I C-tier. just really don't like the beginning <laughs> of that game. The fact that I have to grind out a Pidgey just to do well against Brock makes me want to tear my eyeballs out. I mean you could use a Nidoran too with like double kicker don't they get that i don't remember but yeah but regardless like one thing we do have to consider is that 
these games are upgrades over one another, right? Like the ideal scenario is like, forget about the the new Pokemon. We're talking about the, the world and the mechanics. Each game hypothetically has a new feature or a better feature. So here we have an example that it's technically the same world, right? But you do get the three Pokemon that as a kid, you were like, oh, can I trade with somebody to eventually get the, the, the three starters? But here's a game that does give that to you. You're watching the television show and you're like, oh man, I wish we had Jesse and James. Now you get that, right? So there's a connection between the trading card games, the TV show, and the, uh, the the actual original games that you played. I think the problem here was that you're technically double dipping, right? Because I was somebody that I was hooked on Pokemon by this time. So when I bought that, I'm like, this is good, but it's it's very similar to the previous games. But, I mean, that's going to be the case with all these third versions. So I feel like... Yeah, yeah. Should we- to a degree, because I don't think that there there are later versions of the third game that substantially increase the experience, in my opinion. Okay, but, but in my case, I would bump it up. I would say that red, blue, and yellow need to be together because at the end of the day, um, they are still the same game. And Pikachu, whether you're a fan of the intro or not, does give you access to some things that you would struggle right by by having red or blue okay i'm i'm not gonna fight that one if you guys both think that it's a c game i will i just don't um, think there's any way it's worse you know what i mean like if you want to say it's the same then i think it just should just be on the same some people just played that one first like it does you know it's the same like i don't think you lose anything by playing yellow and not the other two and I, I just want to bring up an interesting fact. I was looking up the reviews for different games. Like, I wanted to figure out which was the highest rated Pokemon game, which was the lowest. So, starting at the highest is uh, Pokemon X and Y with 87.5 out of 100 on Metacritic. I was very, very surprised to see that. Yeah, so and, am I. <laughs> and then on the flip side, the lowest rated game is Pokemon Emerald for the Game Boy Advance at 76 out of 100. So... My my challenge, whoever goes next, is there anything that falls on that lonely D tier? Yes. <laughs> Do you want me to go again or? <laughs> I mean, you, you go can for go ahead it. Because I was yeah. going to say, I don't think I would, but go ahead. I'm curious. I'm curious mm-hmm. now. So this this is a personal experience thing more than anything where I've, um, I've, in one form or another, not as a constant thing, I've loved Pokemon since the 90s, the late 90s when it first came out, Get where I always live in a uh, in like a state of I'm just one push away from falling just back in love with Pokemon. It's something that I uh, that I happens to me a lot these days with Pokemon Go, and I would always try the generation, uh, the new generation games when they came out. But when it came to Pokemon Black and White, I just could not care less about what those games had to offer. It's the only generation that I've never played, and I don't really have any uh, any drive to do so. So on a personal level, I think that Pokemon, Pokemon Black and White and Pokemon Black and White 2 are both D-tier games just because I have zero interest <laughs> in trying them out. Ryan, have you played uh, them? I I have. I must admit, even though I own Black 2, I have only played Pokemon White. Okay, but I'm curious. I, I uh, just think a lot of... 
a lot of people would be a little upset to be like, oh, you have never played them, so you're just going to throw them in the D tier? Um, yeah. So, but you know, from from my personal experience as somebody that like I've played every, with the exception of that those games, I've played every single one of those and I've always felt the drive to do so. Even now with uh as I get ready for Sword and Shield, I've been going back and kind of dipping my uh dipping my feet into the old games and just trying new things and trying to play them differently, but I just have no interest the pokemon designs there's nothing really that gets me beyond trubbish which may be the best pokemon ever made but it's almost like a metaphor out around that point maybe i i think it was burnout um at least i I, i'll go as far as saying maybe in general it was a combination of burnout and them kind of black and white was really the first time in my opinion that it felt like they're running out of ideas where they just have to make another one of these they need to come up with something some new gimmick and a bunch of new pokemon that uh that'll help fill out those numbers and give people a reason to get this one and it's just never resonated with me all right so now from someone who's actually played the game. Oh, snap. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Shots fired. Hashtag shade. I would probably put um, Pokemon white and black in the C tier. Now, I want to give credit to the game, though. And I would say they were trying to do something different. They, I think they felt that they were too reliant on nostalgia and past Pokemon. So in the original black and white, there it is only generation five Pokemon that are available yep. until you beat the game. I give them a lot of credit for, like I said, trying to do something different. Yeah, ballsy move. I will also credit the story because I actually think it's one of the more interesting stories that they've ever done where there's this group. Um, I think it's Team Plasma, but I... I always get that in like galactic mixed up or whatever, but it's one of those teams, but they're actually trying to talk about like the liberation of Pokemon. They're trying to say like people who train Pokemon, you know, it's, it's like a, you know, a form of like enslavement really. And they're trying to like liberate them or whatever. It turns out they're actually evil and blah, 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 blah. But, um, it, it could have went somewhere really interesting and I think the original concept was really cool and definitely a different direction that the series took that I appreciate it wasn't just, oh, we got to save the world or whatever. So, I give them credit there. Uh, I also give them credit. And there was a lot of save the world stories yeah. at that point. I also give them credit for having one of the toughest elite fours of any game because that one was a struggle. But part of that was because... They just, again, similar to Pokemon Gold and Silver, like the scaling was a little bad. I felt like your Pokemon are just way under level by the time you get to the Elite Four and grinding sucks in this game so bad. And I basically just bought up as many potions as I could to just try to just make it through the Elite Four because I had no patience. Uh, so, I don't know about yeah, you, but that sounds like a D-tier game to <laughs> so, me. No, I'm putting it in the C because it did some really brave, like ambitious things and it tried to do something different and I appreciate that. The end result was a game that wasn't necessarily as fun as a lot of the other um, Pokemon games that I played, but I want to credit it for trying something different. So I would put 
put it in the C tier. Yeah, and but when again, you look at the it's reviews, not one. I just replayed it about a year and a half ago. It's not one where I'm like really jonesing to go back to. So for that, okay. I say it's it's C tier in my opinion. And, and for those that haven't checked it out, like I never had a chance to play it, but in my case, it was overall Pokemon Burnout. It won the number two best DS game in 2011. It got a meta, meta score of 81 out of 100. And it, it was the most discussed DS game of 2011, according to Metacritic. So for, for better or worse, I mean, it was one of the definitive DS games of the year that it came out. So I'd say maybe we, we just leave it at, at the C. It's a very C-tier polarizing like, game. People either yeah. love it or hate it. So it's like we got to put an it's asterisk. Very black for it. and it's white, like, really. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it lives up to the to the name. But it's like Ryan's really the only one of the three of us that had like this actual experience with it, right? So it's like even though we're putting at the C tier, you can kind of put it wherever you want, you know, just because we didn't have that expansive experience as opposed to the other games. So Ryan, what you got up next, buddy? Okay, I want to just do an easy one. And can we agree to just put Pokemon Crystal with gold and silver? You know, it it added some cool little things like little animations and they had a story with Suicune and all that. But other than that, it's not fundamentally different enough. I figure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Easy one out of the way. Every, yeah. Every Everything we said about uh, gold and silver, I think, uh, applies to Crystal. Yeah, exactly. Just with Suicune. And Suicune's awesome. Suicune is awesome. All right. I've been negative, very negative the last couple. So I just I need to I need to shed some positivity here and get something what I think belongs high Porky on this strength. list. Pokemon Emerald. Let's talk about Pokemon Emerald and how that game has become like the game in the Pokemon community when it comes to trying to just get every single ounce of something that you can do with a game and just creating all of these fun different ways to play it and really just taking and run with it and running with it. Pokemon Emerald has really become the hub for that. And you almost have to take it and like judge it beyond what the base game is because of all of the crazy ROM hacks that have come out of it. I think that if you were uh, interested in like Nuzlocks and Pokemon randomizers, which is getting a bit in the weeds, and I know that, uh, Pokemon Emerald is the game that you want to play. It is a fun experience for going beyond just the base game. And I think it's an A game because of that and the fact that it is a fun, challenging game at the same time so i'll be honest i actually have never played emerald at least to completion i i played both ruby and sapphire but i i just never really got around to the third version i guess i would probably more consider it like a, a b in my opinion but i guess i could give it an a with an asterisk accounting for the fact that it is a, a big game in the pokemon community in terms of emulation and everything uh so i would i guess i would just say a with an asterisk then okay so so keith what you're saying is that the significance of the of what the community has done with the game you do factor that in in terms of yes. like uh, be because uh, because once again it's like we've said that Pokemon Gold and Silver are excellent games. We put it at B because it didn't innovate as much in comparison to the games that came out first, right? So yeah, um, no, I I 
hundred percent because there is it's it's actually really interesting and if you are out there listening and you haven't really gone on and checked out like the randomizer community in pokemon where you uh all of the battles all of the encounters are all randomized and you get this unique experience or if you like want to try a new way of playing the game uh there's this community called nuzlocks where you set up this arbitrary set of rules for yourself and try and follow them all of that really shines in pokemon Pokemon Emerald and the game has become so much more and so much more uh, expansive than just the base game and it that holds a lot of value in my opinion anyway mm-hmm. so Ryan what you got okay I am going to put X and Y in the C tier so for me I think this is a fun game but sort of just underwhelming, I guess, is kind of the way to put it. Now, granted, I played this after I played the other 3DS games, so that might factor in, because this was the first game that had, like, the really 3D models, so I think for maybe if it was your first 3DS Pokemon game, that might have, like, blew you away and you been would have been super excited about this game. But for me, having played, you know, Sun and Moon and uh, um, the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire and then later coming to this, it's a fun game, but it's just a little underwhelming. The story is probably the weakest in all of Pokemon, I would say. And other than that, in like the skates are kind of annoying. The the fact that you're on those little skates the For whole time. Real. I felt like the cities were not super memorable, minus Paris, which was cool that they they did the whatever the Paris place was called, where they had this like huge city. Uh, other than that, I would say it's just kind of a yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's when the game started to get particularly easy. Like this is probably the easiest one ever. Don't get me wrong, I kind of like the experience share. So whatever. I'm okay that it's a little easy. That that doesn't always kind of play a huge factor. This just probably is one of the easiest. Uh, but whatever. You know, all Pokemon games are, are, are pretty easy. I can uh, actually it, talk a yeah, little bit about this. Yeah, like uh, this is around the time where I bought a 3DS and I was reaching out to both of you and saying like, hey, I'm getting the itch to get back into Pokemon. This is the I told latest you to one. go to a doctor. Yeah, yeah. You, you told me because, I mean, that's a problem. But I started playing it, and I'm not going to say that there was anything bad with the game, but it just felt like I've been gone from Pokemon many years, and it just kind of felt like another one of those. Like the the world, the environment, I just felt like, okay, it's a 3D environment. I'm not sure if, if other 3DS games around that time or something were, were of a similar way, but I stopped playing it because I got bored. It wasn't hard, like you mentioned. I wasn't being challenged. And I'm not saying I want to die and have to grind for endless hours, but I want something in there. And I just felt like I'm progressing for what? I'm not caring about the character that I'm playing as. I'm not caring about the world. So uh, at the end of the day, I just stopped playing it. Yeah, there is such thing as too much story in a Pokemon game. And to me, that's what my gripe with X and Y is, where it was just a little too handholdy. It was a little too story driven. And then the in between points are, uh, they're not really that interesting along the way. Like the whole going out with a group of friends and saving the world thing, I thought wasn't that inspired. It was played it to was, its like lamest in this one. You it know? was. It was. 
the closest that Pokemon has ever felt to like a kid's game. And I did not really enjoy it. And I played it when it first came out. I can't even imagine playing it after something like Oris or Sun and Moon. And yeah, I it's it's a C tier game. All right. What what to tackle next? Hmm. Back to negative land. Pokemon um Sapphire and Ruby. They are good. There is a much better version of Sapphire and Ruby, and it's really hard to recommend those games and not the ones that came after it. So for that reason, I would say Ruby and Sapphire are B-tier games. We're talking and about the original ones on the, the GBA. Originals, yes, for the GBA. And we kind of talked about it earlier, how... Pokemon fell into this whole save the world, you gotta save the world every single time. This was the most on display in Ruby and Sapphire, and it was a lot. Like, the whole Team Aqua, the whole Team uh, Magma thing, I did not like it at all. And I thought it was extremely uninspired, and it's one of those ones that I just don't really like going back to. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of them. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with Keith uh, again, <laughs> but I will say this. I like Ruby and Sapphire for kind of the reason, like, it's kind of like gold and silver and Ruby and Sapphire to me are like the pros in one or kind of the cons in the other for me. The the towns, the towns and stuff you go to in Ruby and Sapphire are so, I don't know, I feel like you're jumping from town to town and there's no attachment to any of those towns. Like, when you think of Gen 1, like, you remember Lavender Town, you remember Saffron City, even if they are just a pile of buildings or, like, one tower or whatever, there was something about each town that kind of meant something. I just felt like in Ruby and Sapphire, you're moving from town to town and you don't even care like what's going on. And the classic kind of IGN, LOL, too much water. It's just like, oh, you're moving around in a boat and you go to these places and you just don't really care. But I will say, I love Gen 3 Pokemon. Gen 3 Pokemon are some of, it's one of the strongest uh, generations of Pokemon. You got, you know, you got your Metagrosses, uh, there's, there's Metagross is good. Yeah, Metagross is amazing. The like Groudon, um, and Kyogre. Gen three gave us Mudkip. Yes, like God, yeah. it's the best Pokemon ever. Mudkip, Trico, okay, so uh, all the starters <laughs> are great, really. Um, and of course, yeah, like I said, Kyogre, Groudon, Rayquaza, all super, super sweet. Uh, legendaries. Who are some of these pseudo legendaries besides Metagross? There's one I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, but Gen 3 is super strong. I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Um, but it's a lot of Pokemon talk. Yes, right? there, there is. is a lot of Pokemon. But again, I think the, the class of Pokemon that they bring to this game is what really makes it what it is. But here's a question. Would you ever recommend Ruby and Sapphire over Emerald if you're going back and playing the GBA games? No, no, I wouldn't. Um, but I want to give it credit as, it, you know, for it kind of being the games to usher in that gen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what do we got next? I think it's my you're, pick. You're up, Bubba Boo. All right. I am going to pick the... All right, let's go with Pokemon Platinum. 
So Pokemon Platinum is really the main game I played of Gen 4. And I'm going to put it tentatively in the A tier. So, but okay. definitely this is arguable. So Keith, feel free for your input. I'll, uh, I'll hear, I'll hear your, okay. uh, your platinum, two cents first. A platinum is definitely the definitive version to play of Gen 4 for sure. I think it is a decent step up from Diamond and Pearl. The cool distortion world stuff you do with, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on all the Pokemon names? What the hell is the, the cover legendary's name? Uh, uh, Grena, Grena, Grenadine, Grenadina. I can never say his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh that my one. God, why can't I think of it? Um, Don't worry, I'll edit this part out. Too many Pokemon anyway, games people. You um, get burnt out. I know, right? I am the worst Pokemon person ever. Okay, so the... The game is great with the Distortion World stuff. Uh, I love that Gen 4 had... They brought in a lot of new evolutions for older Pokemon. Um, the The actual full Gen 4 count does suffer a little bit because of that. But Giratina. Mm-hmm. Giratina. That's the, yeah. name. that's the name of the Pokemon. I can never say that. Yeah. Him and, uh, him and D- D- Darkrai. I always have yeah. a tough time with Darkrai. Yeah. There's a lot well. of really cool... Uh, legendaries in Gen 4 and there's cool little events that you got to play out, at least some of them. Not all of them got released in the US. But (laughs) there's cool little things you could play out in Gen 4, they also had the um, that little system with the Poka Radar thing that you could do. They had it before X and Y had it. Anyway, po- it's just a... I felt like it was the first like third version, in my opinion. A lot, like I said, people like... I'm not as beholden to Emerald, but this was the third version where I was like, damn, this is like... This is the version of a game. Um, but definitely has its drawbacks. The HMs are out of control in this game. They just like defog can F off. All right. <laughs> like, yeah. Some for BS real in that. So like it started getting bad with waterfall and stuff like that. Yeah. And they just went in the very, yeah, I th- in Gen a very 4, wrong direction. Gen four was the height of just HMs being a, a damn problem. <laughs> Oh wow! I didn't. I didn't know it got that bad. I actually oh, it, really it don't know bad. too much about Platinum. There was like rock climb, defog. You still had to use like flash. It was just ridiculous. It got to the point where you needed two HM slaves in your yeah, party that, at that, all times. So it really was a four Pokemon game. Yeah, it's pretty wow. much where you know the whole like HM slave thing really became like a thing because they had like a Bidoof was Gen 4, right? So that is where uh, that kind of came about where you just, (laughs) he could have a bunch of HMs on him. So you just had a Bidoof that had all of those moves. And at least as many as you could give him, like all four of his moves were HMs because it was that ridiculous. Jeebus. That's just ridiculous. So we have one, two, three, four. We have five... Uh, different games so uh did you want to do a quick got? recap and see where we're at mr Hostman? yeah so at the uh, s tier I-, I wish these boxes were larger but we have heart gold soul silver in the a tier ladies and gentlemen pokemon fire red leaf green followed by emerald and then platinum in the b tier we have pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee followed by soul silver uh followed by gold and silver the original versions crystal pokemon sapphire and uh ruby and then in the c tier we have pokemon red and blue pokemon yellow black and white and then x and y hey that that rhymes 
So th- there you go. It's a so bunch of Pokemon are. people. Can you imagine how many hours people have spent playing all of these games collectively? Insane. Well, as Too one many. of those people, it is more hours than I ever want to think about because yeah. it'll probably send me into manic depression. So for my next pick, uh, I want to lead it off with a question to Ryan. When it comes to Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl, do you consider them comparable to Platinum or less than Platinum? I would I would probably put them less than Platinum in somewhere in B or C, honestly. I, I agree. Um, I think that it's not a significant, uh, a significant lesser, but because Platinum is just such uh, a... Uh, like a definitive experience. It's one of those things where if you're recommending a Gen 4 game, there's no reason not to recommend Platinum. So for that reason, I think that Diamond and Pearl have to go below it. Not because they're uh, not because they're bad games, but they are a bit inferior in that way. It's it's kind of the opposite of Pokemon Yellow, where while Yellow is just another one of those, Platinum is just a superior version of it. So I think that they are B games based off of that Uh, i'm good with that all right well yep there we got gen 4 out of the way there are some cool characters in gen 4 i will say that um but again certain things like the hms certainly detract it but as we said platinum you're my boy badoof you're my boy (laughs) platinum just really brought it up we are obviously talking about this before the release of sword and shield one of the big things that people wanted to see when that game came out, it's like, oh, this is the first full you know, console version of a Pokemon game, so the graphics are, are going to be different. So in all these games, how important is the graphical fidelity of the game? Not, not the Pokemon design. It, we're talking about the sprite size, the, the scope of the world. Obviously, when we switched to the DS, we got some differences. When we got to 3DS, we got even more differences. How much uh, does that actually matter to you? I don't think it's a be-all, end-all. There is a little bit of importance, but I always lean to more enjoying the pixel-based uh uh, pixel-based appearance, like the uh, around the GBA time, that will always have a special place in my heart. But for me, it always comes down to the gameplay. I need to have fun going through because, I mean, let's even though it's a fun experience, let's be honest. Pokemon games are kind of the same. the The concept of Sword and Shield is the exact same concept as Red and Blue. You're getting your starter Pokemon. You're going through the gyms. You're going to beat the Elite Four. What you do along the way is different, but you're always kind of doing that experience. That experience needs to be fun, and I think that's the biggest differentiator between a good Pokemon game and a bad Pokemon game. Yeah, sounds good. So All right, what right. We got next four okay. games. But so, eight games left, but four. So I'm going to throw Sun and Moon in the B tier. Um, so there's when it comes to this and Ultra Sun and Moon, um, it kind of comes down to just, you know, with them both being out, which one would I recommend? So for that reason, and then we'll talk about Ultra Sun and Moon a little bit later, I think uh, Sun and Moon should be in the B tier. Now, I will say that I think the story in this game is actually better than than its, uh, you know, kind of spiritual, its third version. Um, so that I will say it does do better, but everything else 
um yeah there's almost no reason to play it over the other version uh, but the thing is, Sun and Moon, I give credit for, again, trying to do something different where they got rid of the traditional gym system and did these trials. They were hit or miss, but I appreciate something different. Some were definitely more fun than, than others, uh, but for the most part, it was kind of like, eh, you know, I appreciate something different, but the gym system might be a little bit better. But again, some of the trials were pretty interesting and fun. Yeah, I do give it merit for trying something different, but I don't think different is better in this uh, scenario where, yes, it's cool. They tried something different with the trials, but they made it made me miss gyms. It made me miss something that I had done, God, countless times through almost 20 years of gameplay at that point. It made me miss that, and I don't think that's a positive thing. And for that reason, plus uh, plus the fact that Pokemon Sun and Moon are extremely slow starts. Probably yes. some of the slowest starting games in the entire Pokemon series, if not the slowest. They're really, really hard to get into. And for that reason, I would almost make a case for it going down to C for that reason. Like, yeah, it's they did different things, but I don't know if different is always better in this case. So I feel like but I at the same time. Gotta- Team Skull is the best thing that's ever happened in a <laughs> yeah. Pokemon game. So I feel like we naturally do need to sort of bring up the next one in order to be able to clarify that. So you're sort of mentioning B or C. So Ryan, you're putting you're putting this one at a B. So where would Ultra Sun and Moon go for you? I, I would put Ultra Sun and Moon at an A. Yeah. Um, I think that it is like I said, definitely the definitive version to play for Generation Seven. They stepped up the the totem Pokemon type of fights or whatever. They actually made them a much more interesting and more challenging. There's a really interesting like final sort of boss fight, this Ultra Necrozma fight that is one of the most interesting and challenging Pokemon boss fights they've ever done. They added a a sort of end story, this Rainbow Rocket. Um, story thing that you can play it out at the end that's not like amazing but it is fun to it's a good nostalgia trip to fight all the old sort of um like leaders of all the factions from previous games and then of course they added a really cool feature of um where you do the you go through that like rift i forget what the hell it's jesus i'm blanking on everything today it's uh, like a dimensional rift yeah you go through like a dimensional rift and you're able to encounter every single previous legend wormholes that's it you're able to encounter every single previous legendary from all the other games and you can right dimensional rifts is another thing you can so is this the same game but improved upon because of they like, changed this is the just story. one year after yeah the original it's, it is Moon. like it is essentially the third version of the game except they made two right they made it's like pokemon emerald but they made both a sun and moon version for that so then ex- i'm gonna ask extra you monday something. you know <laughs> yeah yeah so you mentioned red and blue and you guys put that in the c tier but yes. uh, fire red and leaf green is a tier so my question to both of you is if this game is so much better than the original versions that came out a year before is it a and b or is it a and c 
for myself, it's A and you know, C, just I, because of how substantial the leap yeah. of Ultra Sun and Moon was, and it was only a year later. Yeah, you know, to Keith's point, I, I actually think he, he has a point that it probably should be C, because it's almost, these games almost became ir- completely irrelevant because of it, but still kind of crediting that A, the story's better, and B, that it was obviously the groundwork kind of factor for it. But yeah, Ultra Sun and Moon, yeah, the wormhole stuff um, and just the more challenging fights and it just kind of being, they added more Pokemon to it. It's just the version you want to play. And they they added these cool environments for all the Ultra Beasts, which are kind of like their own little set of like, I guess, legendary Pokemon. Um, And they just added more ways to get those guys. And they added new Pokemon to it. One of the first times they've done that, where there's actually Pokemon you can't, like brand new Pokemon that were added to this game that aren't in the original Sun and Moon. It sounds cool. Yeah. It is really cool. It's definitely the version of play if you want to try Generation 7. But also just credit to, I think it's cool, they added the Alolan versions of like Gen 1 Pokemon and stuff uh, to all of Gen 7. I thought that was a cool way of, hey, we're not going to kind of retcon these Pokemon, but we're going to do something maybe we felt like we should have done beforehand and be able to try like a different version of a, of a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a cool standard that they've set going forward. Like to talk about Sword and Shield for a second, those Galarian versions of some of the old Pokemon are some of the fa- my favorite things that I've seen. And it wouldn't be where those probably wouldn't exist if the Alolan ones weren't it, as yeah. much of a hit as they were. But like, oh, oh. Alolan Marowak is awesome. Alolan Vulpix still blows my mind every time I see it, how it's this uh, nostalgic fire Pokemon that they just flipped the script on and now it's an ice type. It's those little details that just not only at a surface level is it cool, but just thinking about all of the potential of you have this now really uh, awesome looking ice Pokemon is just, it's neat. Interesting. So we we only have two more rounds of game slot, but before that, I want to go back to the Discord. Once again, at castofthepast.com slash Discord. Uh, Cynical Justin wrote, gotta be Pokemon Platinum in terms of his uh, favorite games. Uh, even though Ruby and Sapphire were my first games, Diamond and Pearl felt like such a huge step up. Then Platinum came in and refined everything, everything to make it perfect. Favorite Pokemon, favorite region, favorite characters. Love it. And Midnight Outlaw wrote, easily Pokemon Let's Go, uh, also including Hard Gold, Soul Silver, two fully remade classics that blew the older games out of the water, and Hard Gold, Soul Silver will forever hold a special place in my heart. That being said, what do we have next? We have two very interesting choices here. Mm-hmm. For myself, it's a very last but not least scenario with Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, the Oris generation. For me, this is the first time that I loved the Pokemon games so much that I wanted to complete the Pokedex. I had never done that before. I had just kind of played the games, experienced them, and moved on. I loved it so much, and the game gave you the opportunity to complete the Pokedex. So I did it. And that wasn't enough for me. 
where I started looking into additional challenges, and then I discovered the concept of the living decks. And I loved these games so much that I tried to create a living decks, whereas where it's instead of just completing a Pokedex, you have a version of every single Pokemon. So just to give you a quick example, if you have a Charmander, Instead of just that Charmander becoming a Charmeleon, then becoming a Charizard, you need to have a Charmander, a Charmeleon, and a Charizard, three separate Pokemon. I enjoyed playing those games so much that that was a challenge that I sought out, just so I could get more from that game. Like, yes, it is, on its face value, it's not that much different than uh, Ruby, or not Ruby and Sapphire, uh alpha yeah ruby and sapphire sorry i always get it mixed up and just the uh, the additions of being able to uh, add uh, more pokemon to it uh and then just this game that is that is fun even though it's uh, a little save the worldy just those two combinations made me fall in love with it so so much and we talked about it earlier how um one of the uh one of the points that ryan brought up that still has a merit in red and blue is the fact that you can catch all of those pokemon and like put them in the pokemon bank this is the game that i was talking about when i said that you can do it better here where it almost discounts some of those older games because you can get all those pokemon in these games if you're just looking for a game that you just want to experience the most pokemon in a game these are the ones to get because it gave you all access to all the legendaries there were events to get those like very mythical pokemon it really was a complete package and i love it to death so for for me it is the s tier game it is cream a la crop i would actually agree i think it is definitely an s tier game i never got nearly as deep as keith did but I certainly appreciate every aspect about it. The fact that... Between- it is... Sorry to cut you off. It is also the first set of games that I bought both of. Where I got oh, okay. both, both yeah. of them. I actually where did, it would be... Uh, I bought both as well. And I, I don't think I've even opened my Sapphire yet. So I should do that and play through <laughs> it again. But it is definitely between like these two games and X and Y. I believe you could probably get everything up to generation six uh so it was really kind of before gen 7 came out this was like the definitive game you would use to collect all the pokemon and yeah the gen 3 story it's it's definitely on the weaker side but like i said gen 3 pokemon are amazing you get salamence you got uh, metagross you got flygon you got a lot of really really cool pokemon in this generation you got shedinja one of my personal favorite pokemons albeit a totally gimmicky pokemon but i love them <laughs> um it's just uh, amazing they added that deck snav thing which is another cool way to get um different pokemon in areas it was very very friendly for the catch em all people you know if you're interested in collecting this was game was like built for collecting pokemon um but also had really cool post game story too where you can like fly around on like a latias or latios i don't remember which one it was but um and do these kind of other legendary encounters and stuff so it had like a whole interesting post game after you completed the game it was just jam packed with features and it's probably you know this and ultra sun ultra moon are really like the best 3ds pokemon experiences um but i think definitely i'd go as far as saying like best pokemon experiences yeah and 
I think definitely Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire had it to uh, a higher degree than the Ultra Sun and Moon. Also, particularly because they had not yet abandoned the whole national decks thing. So I appreciate that this game will actually be able to have the full list of Pokemon up, you know, generations one through six. They, for some reason, abandoned that because they were pushing Pokemon Bank for Gen 7. So that that's a, a plus one in favor of uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. So regarding uh, the, the original versions, but I guess this would also apply... Uh, Guillermo Fonseca wrote Omega and Sapphire had so much content it's no contest for the other Pokemon games and I do think it's very interesting we only have one more pick and I will assume that's not going to be an S tier rank but the fact that the two S tier rank games that we have are technically uh, remakes or remasters they're not the original first versions of a game they're not the first one it's like they took something that was built upon that had a solid base and they made it better is that good or not? I mean, apparently it is, right? Because hey, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, look at, look at the tier list it. in general, where it's just the better versions of the old things make the better yeah. games. Yeah, it so really I, is. I guess a, let, let's just S talk about that last a week. Are all like either the third version or a remake? Huh. That is very true. So let's get the the last game out of the way because I feel it, it's all lonely at the lower left. So we're uh, so this is a tough one. Um, for black two and white two because none of us have played it um Mm -hmm. and i don't want to sell this game short because i know a lot of people do really like this game i feel like we maybe shouldn't even place it and just get feedback from people where they should place it um but i do want to point out one thing that black two and white two do really differ from any other third versions of games because it actually is a different character with a different story, which is something that they had not done. It's actually a continuation. It's a direct sequel to yeah, the first game before, story. Right? Yeah, so they, they had never done that before. They also put, um, they put other generation Pokemon into this, unlike the first game in this in this like particular series so i just want to credit that um with it on that because it did do something fundamentally different than almost any other third version of the game but again i have not played it so i don't know how comfortable i am actually placing it somewhere but definitely curious to hear you know listener feedback on this one yeah uh, i agree i haven't touched it either like i mentioned earlier i would put it low just because of my interest level but I would love to hear from people that know more than I where it belongs on this list. Yeah, and it is the the unique game, right? The fact that it's a direct sequel. It's not Pokemon Yellow. Here is they they have the two there, right? It's like you talk about the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games. You have one, two, three, four, but then you go Underground, Proving Ground. It is interesting that here they actually slap the two onto a Pokemon game. So everybody watching and listening, please let us know about that. But but without further ado, people. We did it. First of all, Yay. took a, was it as difficult? I'm going to break it down here. I'm going to read the list, but before oh, that. So much worse. <laughs> yeah. How, how Expectation versus reality. Talk to me about the process of building the list. Once we got going, I realized just how difficult it is to make these hard decisions on some games. Like I would like to say, with the exception of that of the case that I made for black and white, 
there are no bad mainline Pokemon games. Just because something is lower on the list doesn't mean that I love it with all of my heart. So to have to talk negatives about some of these for the sake of building a list was it was a just a gut wrenching experience. But I do feel good about where everything is on this list and uh, how they stand in the like the higher uh, in the overall uh, Pokemon experience yeah honestly this was uh, as far as like keith said it was difficult to really separate things especially with so many remakes it is difficult to judge a lot of the original versions versus the remakes because a lot of the remakes are just so much better but in terms of actually hashing it out it was much easier than i expected me and keith were on the same wavelength for many of these we know good games yeah i I guess so um so you might you might find more arguments in other series but definitely i think there's a lot of consensus on a lot of these games throughout the community as far as like a lot of these remakes and stuff being sort of the definitive versions um Mm -hmm. yeah it was a lot of fun we did it we made it through so i think we can just do a little bit of a recap Oh, yes. no. Oh, no, 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 no. Not Uh-oh. yet. I have a bonus round that I'd like to put in here. It's yeah, not a mainline Pokemon, Pokemon game. Games. All <laughs> of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Okay. Mystery Dungeon. Never touched it. Moving on. <laughs> so there is a bit of a bonus round that I'd like to do just because I know for a fact that we both Ryan and I are so in depth with it. It is not a main Pokemon game, so we will unofficially rank it. But you and I both have a very bad Pokemon Go problem, mm-hmm. whether oh, it be yeah. at different oh, we're, times. We're going there. And I'd like to know where you would rank the Pokemon Go experience in the overall Pokemon uh, universe. Let's let's call it the Pokemon universe. Uh, it's so fundamentally different from the main series game that I honestly have no idea where to put it because I will say that the battling is like i don't really care about the battling the raids are not the raids themselves to get these legendaries are not actually interesting it's more just about the the fun but the game is so good i collecting. agree with you but it's so good yeah, it's <laughs> it's the collector's pokemon game and also it's fun to do like to give you an excuse to go outside so for that i love the game but honestly some of the things like like i said battling is uninteresting compared to the main series the raids it's nice to meet people and you know like get out go somewhere but the actual raids themselves are not really interesting you're just sitting there mashing a button until it's over and it's standing in an awkward semicircle yep. with 10 other people and just ta- looking at your phone tapping so but I it's know, so much fun yeah but it's like the fact that it's been since what like 2016 and i'm still playing it i at least have to give it an a and they yeah. are you know constantly trying to improve the game and they have made tons of positive changes to the game over the past several years so like it's an a experience it's not an s experience yeah i think because of the uh the pitfalls that it does have it is an a experience but just the fact that they took this mobile thing that's easily accessible and just made it uh made everybody's love for pokemon come out and it's bringing so many people into it that 
in a way that the mainline games never could. And you'll always have that sweet week when Pokemon Go first came out and it was the biggest thing on the planet. It was planet. amazing. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. It was a phenomenon. It was the closest thing we ever had to world peace. <laughs> it's true. And then like everything else human beings did, they ruined it. But I, I love Pokemon Go. It has a very big place in my heart and it is an A experience. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is the A cast of the past Pokemon main game tier list. Extreme. All right. Ultra version. Omega. So at the D tier list, nothing. The Vita game. <laughs> at the C tier, we have uh, Sun and Moon, Axe and Y, Black and White, Yellow, Red and Blue. And I do have to once again just say it's like just because a game is a C tier game, that doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's like sequels that get an 80 out of 100 or something. It's like, hey, if it didn't revolutionize, that doesn't make it a bad game. It's just another one of those. And there are better versions of these games, but they're still classics. So on the B tier, we have, uh, I'll be real, I can't read, I, I don't, the, these images Diamond are so small. And right. Diamond do you, and want, do you want me to take over? Yeah, I can take, do this take over of that one because I can't even see that right All now. right. In the B tier, we have Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Alpha, nope, I keep wanting to call it Alpha and Sapphire. <laughs> okay, so Ruby Sapphire and Sapphire. And Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Crystal, Pokemon Gold and Silver, and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Terrible titles, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Thank you. Yeah, I always hated that. But then A tier, we get very interesting. I think that... This becomes the, if you want to go play a Pokemon game now that is not Sword and Shield by the time that comes out, these are the games, right? So Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Platinum, Emerald, Fire Red, Leaf Green. I think it's interesting that we have two Game Boy Advance games that are very high up there. You would think that as time went on, that would be maybe at the bottom. But then at the S tier, we have uh, uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And then we have Hard Gold and Soul Silver. Which is also like I think that is that is that the most sought out for collectors? I feel like hard it's gold. It's one of the most silver. expensive ones to yeah. acquire. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, my roommate tried to buy one off eBay, and it turned out someone just slapped a label over it, and it was SpongeBob for DS. <laughs> oh, so be what careful. An awful there thing. is a lot of fraudulent wow. versions out there. But uh, I remember a time where a copy of Heart Gold or Soul Silver was going for like three hundred dollars. What? Yeah, in box, I'm sure it goes for that. But if you want to get it used, it still will get you. It's still about fifty bucks. So yeah, Pokemon games do not go down in price. But everybody, uh, that has been our Pokemon main game tier list. If there's another uh, game genre console uh, something, if there's something that you would like us to tear it up, it's very different. You know, we usually do an individual game or a movie review we've talked about silent hill you know we've talked about uh, a link to the past we've talked about the spider-man movie trilogy but if there's something that you just want us to sort of go back and forth like okay here's a bunch of stuff let's rank it up uh, go to social media a cast of the past on twitter facebook instagram let us know there once again we do have the discord at a cast of the slash discord or if you want to send something a little bit more elaborate, if you want to let Keith know why he's so wrong about this entire thing, send us an email to... Yeah, I'm expecting a lot of hate. Yeah. After yeah, some you, of the things and you I can said, send that but hate. I stand by all of it. You can send that beautiful, sexy hate at a cast of the past at gmail.com. So without further ado, I think we've babbled all long enough about all these things that we got to catch them all. And we'll be back with some some very cool stuff. I think that everybody's going to be happy with a... With, uh, going to be coming down the pipeline on a cast to the 
pass. 